Yo, what's going on, you guys? It is your friend Stephanie back with another episode of the Nosy AF podcast, the podcast where I talk to people who are nothing like me just because, uh, why not? You know, that's not really a good intro, but I'm leaving it anyway. Because, you know, just because I'm nosy and I'm curious. And today we have a really awesome guest, you guys. We are talking to Chris Moriarty of the Million Waves Project. Million Waves is so dope. So they take recycled plastic because, you know, especially if you're American, like this country deals with a big plastic issue. Just just everywhere. It's like all in the ocean. There's tons of people trying to figure out how to like fix the situation and whatnot. But Chris takes recycled plastic and 3D prints limbs out of recycled plastic and gives the limbs to children for free. Isn't that crazy? Man, he's just like a regular business dude that one night had this idea. And we have a mutual friend, Kurt. And I've spoken about Kurt on this podcast. Kurt is teaching me how to like to be all into metal music and he helped me find the Judas Priest backpatch. But that's another story. Kurt told me all about his friend Chris and this really great thing he was doing. I was like, please, please, please connect me with him. And he just started his business in April. Well, not business, but this not-for-profit in April. Same month that I started my podcast. You know, that's a great month to kick stuff off. <laughs> but anyway, before, you know, he's picking up steam, like people are noticing his organization and whatnot. And he made time out to talk to us, which I'm very thankful for. You guys know I'm like overly thankful about anything. I mean, you can give me a starburst and I'll be probably like start crying. But anyway, he made time. I'm excited for you guys to know about this organization because it's dope. It's quite pleasant. And maybe it'll encourage you just to move forward and start whatever it is you're thinking about doing too, you know? So without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Chris Moriarty of The Million Waves Project. Here we go. Chris, thank you so much for being on Nosy AF. I'm so excited. Well, I'm certainly glad to be here. So my... um. Like, well, you know, I've always known about prosthetic limbs and stuff like that. But when I really, like, started to have, like, a heart for prosthetic limbs in children was, I don't know. Are you familiar with the show uh, Real Housewives? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you know Real Housewives of New York, Aviva Drescher? Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with her? Yep, I'm I'm about as uh, familiar with that one as I am with any of the other shows, but uh, that's the only one that I've watched any consistency. Okay, cool. So, you know, she has like um, prosthetic legs. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. there was an episode where she was an ambassador. I can't remember the name of the charity, but they gave away like the running limbs to a child that needed them. And so the episode showed them, you know, fitting him, fitting the young boy with them. And he was like running, racing his brother. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a need. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of those things that doesn't take too many of those stories to kind of help you help most people appreciate, you know, what they have. And then when uh, when so little can go such a long way for a person, it's hard not to get wrapped in something like that. Yeah, it just never like occurred to me you know because it's like everybody has their own causes or things they pay attention to it just never occurred to me like oh yeah you know what i bet there is a child out there with the financial need for prosthetic limbs yeah and part of it too with um one of the reasons that we kind of 
started working with children to begin with is that even if they can, you know, afford a prosthetic, they tend to outgrow it. So either they have to get a new one every couple of years, which can be cost prohibitive, or, you know, how uh, young folks are today, they might get one that uh, they might think is cool or interesting today. And a couple of years later, it's not cool anymore. Now they're stuck with it. So we've seen about every, uh, every story that you can think of kind of come out of that. So when we kind of went down this road, we, we fell in love with it because we wanted, we found an affordable option for basically anybody that you can change, that you can make bigger or smaller and make it pink, blue, frozen theme, Minecraft theme. We've done it all. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's been a, it's been pretty cool where, um, we kind of do that in two different ways. One's just what's called hydro dipping, where you can dip odd shapes into basically this liquid ink and put any design you can imagine. Uh, we have another gentleman who um, volunteers with us who is a very talented artist, and he uh, airbrushes custom themes onto some of the limbs for some of the kids. And and it's been pretty cool because, I mean, it's um, it's one thing to have and to kind of accept this gift, but it's another thing to, to make it your own. So we want the kids to have as much sort of input on what they're going to get as anything. And they have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that is really cool. So I want to sort of just like definitely start from the beginning. So you are just a regular business guy who wanted to do yeah. more. Can you talk about how you got yeah. started and how you ended up in this? <laughs> Absolutely. And so just to give it a background, I grew up in Iowa where, you know, a lot of, uh, obviously, Midwest folks out there where the ocean was basically something that we read about in books. And uh, as, as time has gone on, I was uh, lucky enough to move jobs a couple times and wound up north of Seattle up in the San Juan Islands. And, of course, we just love it. But, um, you know, as anybody who's kind of a news junkie, there's just not a lot of, not a lot of good news these days. And I've been reading stuff about ocean plastic. And one night, literally on a Tuesday night, I woke up. And I was thinking about this ocean plastic thing. And all of a sudden, I just, for whatever reason, had this recall of some YouTube video I'd seen of some guy, like, 3D printing limbs for kids and thinking that was great. And I was like, well, why don't we, why doesn't somebody put these two things together? Then I was like, well, maybe I'll put these two things together. And what was um, ridiculous about that is I had no background in 3D printing. I had no <laughs> idea where I'd get uh, ocean plastic or where I'd find children who needed limbs. Right. So <laughs> literally just started absolutely from scratch. And, and I got to tell you, what's pushed it forward is, is meeting people like you who spread the word a little bit more and somebody knows something and, uh, and the phone's just been ringing nonstop. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? So we officially, well, let's see, it was a Tuesday night when we had the idea. I was giving a, a talk in, in Detroit, actually, and um, put together just a really fundamental website just to show the idea to the group, and uh, the response was overwhelming. So we actually launched the company less than two weeks after that on Earth Day this year in, in April. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So it was, it's been fast and furious to where we originally set out to help one kid. We're like, hey, you know we did this kind of little project and we helped a kid. Wouldn't that be great? And uh, of course it's it significantly taken off from there where the first month we did one, then we did five, then we did 18. Now we have 25 in production. Plus we had a whole bunch of more uh, equipment just show up. So we'll be able to produce at full capacity up to 40 limbs an hour, which is just insane. 
Man, so this is a brand new venture for you. Yeah, and again, we didn't know what to expect. And, and I got to tell you, probably the, the best thing that I've experienced through this is the only reason we were able to do any of it is because people helped us. Yeah. You called someone and you said, well, what do you know? And like, oh, you got to go talk to this person. You got to talk to that person. And we just, we couldn't believe it. And as uh, since we're, we're a hundred percent volunteer organization, nobody gets a dollar, mm-hmm. meaning that a hundred percent of the money that comes in and goes straight to the kids and the projects and whatnot. And um, what's, what people never get to see is that for every child or family that reaches out and asks us for help, we probably get a dozen emails, postcards of people asking how they can help. Yeah. And I think it's just that part of humanity that nobody gets to see right now. Yeah. I mean, when I was like watching the video for Million Waves, it really like got me really excited because I'm like, you know what? It really only takes one person. Like, you know how people say that? Like, they'll say that on like some sort of charity thing. They're like, it just starts mm-hmm. with one. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, it's true. And then because like how many people, they more so want to be involved in something more so than starting the one thing. So it was interesting, like in your video, how you were like, I just always assumed that this type of thing was being taken care of. And then I realized exactly. this isn't being taken care of. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's coming. And that was such a kind of a stark realization. And, and luckily, you know, where, where I live up in the Puget Sound, you know, it's, um, it's isolated. It's basically a retirement community. They take great care of, uh, the beaches and whatnot. But then as I, as I travel around, you don't necessarily see that. And then of course, if you go overseas, um, it gets beyond just annoying. It gets, it's a serious public health issue. So one of the things that we wanted to figure out is if we can, if we can take this plastic that's washing up everywhere and figure out a way for people to repurpose it and create these little micro economies, then we've, we've got some folks on different islands who are just they're reprocessing the plastic and turning it into products. They're turning it into things that they can sell, things where they can build homes out of it. And once they oh, can wow. see it as a resource, now they have a legitimate reason to go out and pick it up. Otherwise, it's, you know, they got they got bigger problems on their hands than what the beaches look like. But if it becomes a means to them bettering their lives, well, now we're seeing folks kind of uh, shift their perspective on it. And that's, that's where this whole thing really works globally. But isn't recycling supposed to just do this type of thing anyway? Like, it just makes me think, like, where are my plastic bottles going when I recycle them? Like, <laughs> Well, up, up until about three months ago, they were going to China. Mm. And then China just changed their policy where they're not taking it anymore. And uh, so all of a sudden, you have all these groups going, uh-oh, <laughs> what are we going to do with all this? Now, there's certain materials like aluminum. Aluminum is highly, highly recyclable. Uh, it's like 97% of the aluminum that you use day in and day out has already been recycled. Okay. Now, there's so many different types of plastic. Some of it, no problem. Pretty easy to reuse. Uh, other types, I mean, some of it's almost impossible. Um, other things you can add, like maybe 50% of it's recycled and 50% has to be new. But most of the problem is just the, how much of it that there is that's being used every day. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny. A lot of folks, you know, when you're involved with any sort of project like this, they assume you're anti-business. They assume you want to control people's lives and tell them what to do. And that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like, 
I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do, but maybe we could all just think a little bit more before we make decisions. Like may, maybe use a straw half the time, you know, or yeah. something like that. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal um, to, for it to add up. And we go through a half billion straws a day. Oh, wow. I'm like, do we need a half billion straws a day? Like, I mean, if we just went every other day, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just incremental and we all kind of, uh, we all own our little part. Everyone's pretty quick to blame big oil and those things and everyone you know knows where plastic's coming from. But until I see an oil executive walk down to the beach and chuck a bag full of straws in, well, we're the ones who bought them. Right. <laughs> right? right. So it's, uh, I just want to make sure that, you know, folks know, like, like we talked about. No one's coming. So if you don't like it, you know, here's just get in big, small, anything. There's a lot of us out there, you know, a lot of, a lot of good people who are, we're not trying to be political. We're not trying to do anything, but, uh, make our little den, I guess. Yeah. Just do what you can. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's just been amazing. And plus like with you guys, with the lake right there. Yeah. What a, what an asset to even have, and I can't imagine if anything were to were to happen to that body of water, it would change the city of Chicago forever. Oh my god! If, uh, something were to happen to that lake. Yeah, and it's like terrible. I was walking down by Oak Street Beach, and it's just like there's crap everywhere. It's awful, and it's like who? Why did you just throw like a pop bottle down on the on the sand? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's just it. And like, uh, I grew up in Iowa, and like some states, they have you know can redemption and bottle redemption. Where I live now, they don't. Mm. So I mean, you just go state to state, and there's no real. Like, I, I think most people, I don't think they're intentionally trying to be lazy or damaging. I think there's just always that assumption that somebody's going to come behind them and clean up after them. Somebody's going to pick that up. Like, oh, that's probably somebody's job. And when you realize it's not, and it's not going away. And uh, that's where it can get get pretty get pretty sticky. Yeah. So, how do the kids? Okay, I want to know just just kids, right? You guys work with, and like, why only kids? If so, yeah. So that's where it started. Okay. And a lot of it, and a lot of it's because that's where we thought the demand would be, mm. uh, being that um, since traditional prosthetics are so cost prohibitive and children growing and changing and all that. Um, that's where we thought we, we didn't really think adults would want them. Uh, turns out we were, we were very wrong. Um, and we get requests from probably just as many adults as we do children for a variety of different reasons. Uh, initially it was a lot of folks overseas. Okay. Who, uh, and, and we found this little pocket of people in the Philippines where you need two limbs to be able to go to work at all. And due to the nature of some of these, well, the, the reason that they have what's called a limb difference. You know, sometimes you could be born without a hand or whatnot, or sometimes it uh, could be from trauma or disease or whatever it would be. So we were lucky enough to meet some people who could 3D model and make some pretty crazy designs to help these folks. But let me tell you what was really weird. So the way that we fundraise primarily is we, we sell these keychains, and one keychain equals a limb, right? Oh, wow. Now, we wanted to make it simple because – Again, a lot of really great nonprofits out there, but sometimes it's like you give them money and you're like, gosh, hope that goes to something good, but you don't really know. And we wanted folks to know the exact impact that they had. So when they're paired up with a recipient, 
you'll always get some information. Like you'll always get like eight year old boy in San Antonio or something like that. But um, often we'll get pictures and, and no matter what, they're going to know your name. Anyway, wow. where it was interesting, wow. I was in Texas and a gentleman who I'd known for a long time got a keychain. He got paired up with uh, this 27 year old gal in the Philippines who obviously in hindsight had access to the internet. So she figures out who sponsored her hand. She goes out on Facebook and thanks him publicly. And I got to tell you, the world got so small in that instant. Wow. You know what I mean? Where the whole thing was just like, whoa, like that, that's pretty darn cool. You know exactly what you did. You changed that person's life for $45. You know, that's usually that's what it costs us to make and deliver one of these things for somebody. Yeah. But that's where it gets really cool. Man, okay, only $45, huh? Is that for just, well, I guess it's just the one they need, possibly just the one limb. Yeah, and that can change, too. I mean, we've had folks who, um, in fact, there was a terrible story of a gal that we met out in Pennsylvania who, um, she was a cake decorator by trade and wound up getting one of those terrible bacterial infections and lost a hand and lost some fingers. Um, And the insurance company would only provide an immovable prosthetic, just kind of like a plastic hand, I guess. Yeah. So our hands, you know, our hands can grab and lift things and grab stuff and whatever. So we were able to make some fingers for one hand and then a hand for the other. So we never really know what we're dealing with till we get in there, but uh, we can accommodate so far so good anything that we've come up with. But now it's um, it's really just a matter of getting the, the sizing down effectively. But it's been it's been nuts. At first we're like, well, gosh, how do you even find these folks? And then again, through people like you, everybody knows somebody and man, they just, They've come to our door, and that's what we're here for. Nobody, nobody gets charged a dime. Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a whole idea. And again, <laughs> I'm just sort of like speechless by that. Where it's just like no one, regardless of like you know who they are, no one gets charged. You just request a limb. Do you guys do yep. legs too? Um, the only legs that we do right now are just aesthetic, meaning that. Um, oh. If somebody's like in a wheelchair and they want just to, for clothes or for anything, sure. they want a limb to be in there. Um, but even as you saw through, uh, through the show, some of those lower limb uh, prosthetics are so advanced mm-hmm. and you kind of, and you need them to be, I mean, for the hands that we make, you know, they're, they're strong enough to like pick up a ball or throw a couple things and whatnot, but they're going to put their whole body weight on something. We, that's, one of those things where we'd never want to put somebody in a place where it, it might hurt them or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But one day we'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. I mean, I started my, you said you started in April, right? Yes. Yeah. I started my podcast in April. Twins. Ah, see? <laughs> there you go. See, great minds, as they say. Man, I'm just yeah. like, I think that this is just so fantastic. Like, when, okay, so our mutual friend is, Kurt, and uh, when he told me about this, I was like so excited to that you were doing this because it's just like I've been thinking about if people can just like maybe everybody in this world can like pick like one or two, you know, like causes to like roll with, you know, and like what could change. And I'm like, wow, that's just so awesome that like this was what you picked, you know, and especially well, it was, because it's yeah. not your thing. It's not like you had a story of like. Oh, nope. you know, my sister or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, 
people always expect that. They're like, oh, did you have like a, one of your kids or someone you knew? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> just two things came together and I decided I was going to do something. And that, that's literally all it was. Yeah. But it's been, um, but it, it's been, a, it's been so amazing. And part of what I think people like about this, the ocean plastic, that's going to take a while. We all know that there's a Pacific Island garbage patch is twice the size of Texas. We're wow. going to work on that. But when it comes to these limbs, if we, if we keep going at the speed that we're going, we could realistically make sure that every man, woman, and child in the world has access to at least some type of limb, hundred percent free of charge in less than five years. Now there's not many global issues that you can reasonably tackle and potentially, I mean, you can't solve it per se, but at least provide some baseline for every human being anywhere within five years. Hmm. And that's where I think people, you can almost see the end in sight. Like, and like you said, if we all just do a little bit of that, like it's, we're there. And I think that would be, uh, you know, if, if we, if we got a dream way down the road, that that's obviously it. But a lot of it, too, is uh, just the sizing and getting them where it needs to go. And it's, uh, but we're, we're getting a lot of attention. And, and, and again, that's why we're, we're just so floored that people have shared our story. And we, we, in fact, we had some kids in Iowa. They just set up a bake sale in front of their house. And they made like one of those giant checks. They wound up raising 127 bucks. And they sent us this cute, cute picture of them like holding up their fake check. And they sent us real money, and that right there, that, that pays for four limbs. Yeah, like it's, it's unbelievable. Wow do you I've, have a do you have a nine to five job? Oh, absolutely. I wow. still, yeah, it's a, it's funny. So I still work as a, as a business consultant. I'm getting my MBA through the University of Illinois. Yay! Yay! And then, uh, and I still fly, you know, a hundred thousand miles a year, and I'll be lecturing for the next seven weeks, solid. In Chicago, Detroit, yeah, but um, yeah. So we've we're working a lot, but <laughs> and you 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 have a family, right? Like you're married with kids. I am. So yep, a Jeez. beautiful wife and three kids, nine, seven, and nine months. So it is. Uh, people keep asking us, you know, how we do it. And yeah, that's what I, I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> well, and usually what, what I tell folks is, you know, if you're gonna get involved with something like that just make sure it's something that gives you energy to where you know you're tired but as you're doing it yeah for for whatever reason you can just kind of keep on going because yeah it's uh it's been some long days we have now hired uh two employees that uh we pay for out of my wife's business because we're really protective of the nonprofit where we don't want any overhead we don't want anyone working there like if anything happens to the nonprofit, uh it's 100 percent volunteer right so We've uh, we just hired them as in her company, and but we pay them to do that. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh no, that's all. No, like so when you started this, when you had this idea, what did your wife think? Well, she just kind of rolls her eyes. I'm one of those <laughs> weird people that uh, I wake up uh, a lot. I don't think I've slept through the night. I was uh, 22. And you just get these ideas and like, I want to talk about them. And so she's very used to me waking her up in the middle of the night with like ridiculous propositions. But, uh, <laughs> but with this one, um, it was different where she was, it kind of clicked with her right away. And, and she was like, that's a, that's a really good idea. And that's where, cause she owns a marketing company. I said, 
well, could you guys just put together this fundamental website for me and so on? And that's why I was able to put that part together so quickly. And it all, it, it was just unbelievable. But uh, <laughs> again, it was a testament to just mankind everywhere where within within a week, we had people helping us put this together from Australia, from Belgium, the UK, Scotland, all over the States, people with PhDs, MBAs, like they just came out of the woodwork. Like it was, um, nobody wants a thing. Nobody wants a thing. They just want to help. And it's, um, it's just so reassuring in today's political climate that people like that still exist, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like, no matter what, like, this is what needs to be done for humans. And we need yeah. to like, all get together and help. <laughs> well, and it's weird, like, and you know, if you're going to put anything out on the internet, you're going to, you're going to attract some weirdos. Like that's just going to happen. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's interesting. Like when people will kind of get mad at us, I guess. What? We've had it, we've had it like three times where, and I don't know what the argument is here. I still can't figure it out, but where they're mad because if you look at the data, according to them, that most of the plastic that gets here is from other countries. And that's like their whole argument. And I'm like, so I don't understand what you're saying. Like, we should just leave it there then or wait for them to come get it. Or like, yeah. I don't understand what you're saying. And the first time I brushed it off, but then it's happened two more times. And I'm like, I don't. Anyway, it's interesting what keeps people from wanting to get involved with things like this, where I'm like, but it's on, it's on my beach. Right. I'm gonna, right. Uh, it's in the fish that I want to eat. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really understand, but um you know, we knew we'd meet some interesting kooky birds, but uh, more more good than bad. It's been a it's been very very um, few and far between in terms of those incidents. Yeah, I think too. What I thought about with um, with your limbs in the different colors that they're in, I'm like, wow! It really takes a bold person to probably choose your limbs because of the colors, like. It sort of, you know, it just like stands out where, you know, usually you'll see prosthetics that, you know, like the big thing is trying to make them look as natural as possible. But it's Mm -hmm. like this is sort of, you know, it's like it's like in that whole like the whole like movement of people just trying to like make things more inclusive, you know, where it's like, look, Mm -hmm. you have to embrace who I am, you know. Um Oh, absolutely. I just found that to be really interesting um, because of the colors being so bright. And I saw, like, in the pictures, you know, like how one girl had, like, it was, like, teal and purple. And Mm -hmm, I'm just like, mm -hmm. these are so fun, but also, like, it made me wonder, like, which kind of one would I want? Would I want, like, try to, like, have one that looks like my skin tone so that people don't really, like, notice it too much? Or am I going to just embrace, like who I am, and then just, like, wear this bold, hot pink hand. (laughs) Exactly. And this is why, you know, for some of the kids, we'll make them, if they can't make up their mind, we'll do both. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. You know, the majority of our cost is the shipping. Like, we have, believe me, we've got plastic. We've got plastic coming out of our eyeballs, right? So it's um, (laughs) the printing element of it is really, we just don't want anyone to have to think, like, this is their one shot to make it happen. So... When And that's, of course, that's one of the big reasons why we thought adults just wouldn't really be interested yeah. because of the fact that they're these colorful robot hands, for lack of a better explanation. But um turns out, and this is an interesting thing, too, with a lot of the kids that we've met, none of them previously really wanted 
a prosthetic because of the fact that if they were born without a hand, they can just put it behind their back or in their pocket and nobody knows, right? They mm -hmm. were embarrassed. And now that some of this stuff's kind of gotten out and it's a little bit more stylized and fun, we can do anything. We can put lights in them, lasers in them. Like we can what? do all kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah. And, um, and so with one kid like showed up and all the kids, you know, he's very young and his, all the other schoolmates are like, Oh my gosh, you're going to be in a movie. Like, what is this? And it looks so futuristic and whatnot. And it, it helped <laughs> him like get attention in a positive way where he was uh, ashamed previously. So it's uh, all these things that I would have never guessed, never anticipated. And we're, we're learning as we go. And the, the families have been so, so gracious and so wonderful. Well, I can tell you when, we knew that this whole thing had caught on. It was, uh, we'd only been doing it for maybe two months, maybe a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, like it was uh, Friday or Saturday or something, and all these donations were rolling in from North Carolina. And, we're, and my wife's like, hey, do you know people in North Carolina or whatever it is? And I was like, I don't recognize any of these names. And what had happened was um, this 28-year-old gal had passed away. And instead of flowers, she wanted everyone to donate to a uh, million waves project in her name oh. and just, and it took us a while to figure it out. Like, uh, when we finally figured it out and, um, the day we figured it out was actually the day of her memorial service. So we don't know her family. We don't know anybody. So we wound up calling the, uh, the funeral home on the day of the funeral and just saying, Hey, we're not trying to disturb anything, but this is happening. Um, and we just need to get in touch with the family and all that kind of stuff. But we still, to this day, we have no idea how she found out about us, why she picked us or anything. But that's why we got to keep the whole thing going. It's just, you don't want to let folks down. Like now it's genie's out of the bottle. Now we got to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you afraid about the growth? Like how do you um, scale a project like this yeah. when, it keep, when it's growing so fast? So the good news is, is that there is an organization called Enable. And they kind of help because of the fact that there's so many designers and 3D modelers that are out there. Mm -hmm. They wanted to have some level of consistency. So they have different printers around uh, the country um, like us who have kind of gone through some qualifications, right? So we know that the quality is going to be of a certain level, tolerances and some, and some whatever it might be. So there's, there's 2,100 of them. Mm. And, um, Right now, so as long as that's why this new equipment's going to be so important, is that even if our job is to just supply all the parts and all the plastic and all the pay for all the shipping and do whatever, we got a small army of printers around this country just on standby waiting to do their part because that was exactly it. Like, what if a thousand kids need help and what are we going to tell them? All right, well, you have to wait 10 years to when mm. you don't need it anymore. But yeah. you can't have that, you know? Yeah. How yeah, often so right do they now. need new limbs? Uh, and it varies, you know, oh. of course, what age that we, we find them. Um, but some of these, some of these tykes are, they're, they're pretty small kiddos. Mm -hmm. So some of them we anticipate that'll last about a year. Okay. Um, the hands are incredibly durable. Like there's, it'd be next to impossible for them to break them. But, uh, but we fully anticipate them growing out of them probably annually for the really small ones. And we think it'll be more of an issue of, of fashion and, um, and whatnot as they get older they just want them to look cool yeah so uh 3d printers have they just i they're just mind-blowing to me about how they actually work like i remember a girl came into my studio and she was making you know the wu-tang symbol on 3d printers oh right on <laughs> yep, yep, yep. and so it's like 
here she is making Wu Tang symbols, and then like here you come with hands. Like, is it just hitting print and then a hand appears, or like is there like an extra step? Like, yeah. So basically, what'll happen? Like, let's just say we wanted to make. The Wu-Tang symbol, right? Mm -hmm. So for the most part, for general designs, there's an open sharing software system, excuse me, website you can go to called Thingiverse. Mm -hmm. And on Thingiverse, you can search in there and you'd be amazed at what you can find. And it's all free. People just share their designs. You can tip the designer if you want. So you download the files. Then you have to put those files into something called Cura. And what Cura does is it basically, like an MRI machine, like it takes slices the design into all those thin layers. And of course those thin layers are what the printer winds up printing. And some printers can do really fine details, some not so much, you know, so it kind of depends on the type of plastic you're using, the type of printer you're using, but by and large, I mean, it is, uh, it's amazing how far it's come in such little time. And now if you even do a little research on it, they're the next stage is them 3d printing bone. 3D what? printing, what? Uh, oh, absolutely. So, like, imagine if you were in a car accident and lost part of your jaw or something yeah. like that. They, because they can already 3D print cells, they can already pre 3D print certain things, but this way they can kind of put you back together, um, and it would be perfect and uh, exact and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's getting there, but uh, those printers cost about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars right now, and we don't, we're nowhere near there. But it's just, it's just very cool where it's going. Yeah, it is cool because I was thinking when you were saying that it's like, is it going to make it everything like more affordable as well? Yeah, and that'd be the idea. Yeah. So, and especially if we can repurpose a lot of these plastics and a lot of just, all, and of course, 3D printing is not limited to just plastic either. I mean, there's metal printers. There's ones that can, I mean, right. there's so many different materials that it can use, but that'd be the idea. And especially, let's say you're an, you're an artist in Chicago and you want to put a design in somebody's hands in LA well click boom sends it off prints it up and now they can hold it in their hands what they believe the final product would be like or whatever it may be possibilities are endless yeah that's really that's pretty wild huh mm -hmm, very yeah very cool yeah like yeah I'm just so like amazed like with 3d printing like I just really yeah I'm gonna have to like look into that more well and it was for a while when they came out, nobody really knew what to do with them. Right. So people were, you know, people were making like little figurines for their desk and shapes exactly. and stuff. And they're like, all right, well, that's interesting, I guess, but not truly useful. And now it's getting to the point where uh, some of the things you can do with it are truly useful. In fact, uh, we just replacement parts, like you'll break a little a bracket or something like that. And all of a sudden we'll just 3D print a new one right on the spot. And I'm like, oh, see, this is cool. Because some of those little weird things that you could never really replace, mm -hmm. now you can just uh, now you can just reprint it. Yeah, like some like crazy lamp you buy like off the internet, then you like something breaks off of it, you could just print a new piece. Exactly, you're so up and running. Was there hands in this like database? Yeah, so there's again through um, Enable again through that uh, that organization. Uh -huh. There's so many different groups that are out there that have been. Uh, you know, kind of tackling this problem for a while. There's even open source robotic hands out of uh, out of Japan. Wow. I mean, there's just there's just brilliant people out there who like to solve problems. But the problem there is consistency. Mm -hmm. Where and we we had to learn that um, that lesson pretty early on that 
you know, all designs are not created equal, all measurements are not created equal, and it takes us about 20 hours to make a hand. So to get all the way to the end and realize that this person's design doesn't have this hole or doesn't have this attachment or whatever it is. So we've taken um, a lot of it in-house and kind of providing to other printers um, more consistency saying these are the ones, if you stick to these, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this is awesome. Like congratulations on deciding to move forward with this idea, you know? Well, thank you very much. And again, thanks for having me. And it's one of those things where without folks like you just helping us spread the word, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. Yeah. So, oh, last question. Where did you get the name Million Waves from? So it was, we were trying to think of something that had to do with the ocean and had to do with hands. So of course, million waves in the ocean and then literally just you want to see a million hands i get it (laughs) yep yep (laughs) that's really good well we try it's my me being clever (laughs) yeah no it is clever that's that's really good and it's exciting like yeah i want to see all these beautiful colorful hands waving absolutely that's fantastic well okay so before i let you go the audience you guys i was talking to chris and we came up with this week's basic necessity giveaway. And we decided that we're going to help you guys with some groceries. So if you are like, yo, I need my groceries for the week and you don't have any money, hit me up because I got a $25 gift card for you. Isn't that great, Chris? <laughs> I'm loving it. Awesome, I yeah. I some damage with $25. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Chris, before we get out of here, where can people find you? I want to give you the opportunity to promote it. So, I mean, I'll say it again anyway, but. Absolutely. You know. And if folks just want to go to www.millionwavesproject.com, you know, we ask people to subscribe to the web, the newsletter. Just follow us around, see what we're up to. Um, if you can, buy a keychain. That'd be wonderful. Uh, but we understand that, um it's all about timing sometimes. So if you can just keep up with what we're doing, uh, it'd mean a lot to us. Yeah. And also you guys, there's like a really cool list of like ways that you could support million waves. I mean, with like, you know, you heard the children are putting a bake sale together, garage sale, um, clothing. sale. are you guys on Amazon smile? Um, we're actually taking a different route with Amazon where we're teaming up with enable in there. We're we're filming a commercial coming up down in, um, LA with them. So we're trying to, vet out what our full relationship is going to look like wow good for you yeah you know i do have a question so like how do you think that you'd be able to like it's it's sort of like thank god your wife's in marketing right yeah (laughs) how would do do you think you'd be able to figure that out without um like if somebody else is trying to get started and they don't have like a marketing help what would you suggest well and again the 90 percent of the reason that this took off is word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's true. Exactly. Like somebody talked to somebody and talked to somebody else. And that's really what got the ball rolling. Now for us, when it started getting into people that are beyond friends and family, that's what we just refer to as crossing the chasm. That's kind of that moment where if you can start getting strangers involved in whatever it is you're trying to do, now you know that you're onto something. And uh, then you just want to find alliance partners. And that doesn't need to be on on a big level. Uh, we were very fortunate um, to get some get some good funding from Google and some other very, very big companies. Um, but a lot of it, I mean, just pounding the pavement in your area 
you'd be amazed at what people can do and what they're willing to do. Donate silent auctions, churches. Uh, we held a, um, a fundraiser just in our little town. Um, again, 16,000 people and we were able to raise three grand in one night. Wow. Uh, just playing a game of Midwest people. If you know, hammer schlagen, exactly. just literally driving nails into a piece of wood, you know, <laughs> do any, do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and folks will come, but most people want to help. Man, that's really fantastic. That's great. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys. This is so exciting. Oh, well, again, and, and thank you. And uh, thanks to Curtis for uh, hooking us up. Yeah, shout out it. to Curtis. That was, this is so fantastic. Like, you know, on my little podcast here, he's like, oh, I know. I don't even know how he just brought you up. And I was like, oh, you have to connect me because that is amazing. Well, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. glad he did. Yeah, me too. Well, y'all, there you have it. The Nosy AF podcast, we love the children, okay? Isn't that pretty cool? Like, y'all are amazing out in these streets. You guys are doing some really amazing things. And I'm really excited that Chris spoke with me about his beautiful organization, helping children get limbs for free. I mean, regardless of who you are, what's going on with you, like, if you need a limb, you can request a limb. And it just be that. I love it. So if you need a limb, you need to holler at Million Waves project it's millionwaves.com and then if you want to support them you need to check them out and buy a keychain like i'm so touched i'm so touched by people's radical generosity you know um so yeah i'm excited about this and i'm happy it's labor day weekend i hope that if you're listening to this you know you get to have a cool easy breezy day you need them groceries holler at me for the basic necessity giveaway just send a message and i'm about to go find somebody's house to hang out at thanks so much for listening to me and yeah i'll see you next week peace